0: Golf is the only sport, the only sport that had a Caucasian-only clause written down in their bylaws, the only sport. Football, basketball, baseball, all the owners just talked on the phone and agreed amongst themselves they weren't going to let black players play. Golf was the only one that had it literally written down where you can read it that it was Caucasian-only clause, and that was rescinded in 1961. Mm, Wow. And even still, you know, they made it hard for us to play this game. So uh, Charlie Sifford, you know, being able to get on tour and play on tour, he he endured a lot uh, being out there just trying to enjoy this game. He loves and make a living for his family. So I would say Charlie Sifford. Then I'm going to go with Calvin Pete. Then I would go to Lee Elder. Uh, Lee Elder because, you know, again, you know, first black person to play in the Masters, you know, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's the Masters. It's called the Masters for a reason, you know what I mean? So, and they finally let, I mean, there should have been one before him, which is a gentleman named Pete Brown. Pete Brown actually won on tour first. He was the first black player to win a tour event, which qualified you for the Masters. He won, and they changed the criteria to get in the tournament, so he never did get the the. He never did get the play. He never did get the play.
1: Welcome to Wow Black, a seriously opinionated podcast bringing you the real and raw on anything happening while black. If black culture's there, we're there. If you're pissed or empowered, then let's talk about it. Ride with us on this all black everything. Everybody, welcome
2: back to Wild Black. Welcome back, people. Listen, I'm excited about today's episode for one very, very, very specific reason. We talking about one of my most favorite things. I'm talking about mostest, favoriteest things. Today. In the universe. That's it. I know half of y'all are going to want to turn this off when you hear the word, but I'm begging you, don't. There are going to be a bunch of plus sides to you staying with this conversation getting involved in what we're talking about today, which is golf. I just want to put it, it's golf, and you've heard me talk about it before. I love the sport. There are so many reasons that you listening to this interview should be involved in the sport. Outside of just pure relaxation, stress relief, but maybe scholarships, maybe competitiveness, something to help you become a better version of yourself. Golf and life have so many similarities. I am telling you, I know you've probably watched it and been like, man, how did they chase that little white ball around that big green planet for so long? I thought the same thing too until about, all right, well maybe fourteen years. How long we've we been playing? It's now? been a minute, bro. Fourteen years, something like that. It you might be a little get, longer. You can't. I bought. I bought two new wedges like three days ago in my <laughs> trunk in plastic. <laughs> I can't wait to go to the course and hit them new clubs. Yeah, Cannot man. wait. Ooh. But We're, we're going to dive into this thing. I truly want you to listen up. I'll talk about a couple stats along the way, like the fact that golfers, from a corporate salary standpoint, make 20 to 40% more dollars than do their co-workers. That's a true stat. It's real, and there's reason for that, which I'm sure we'll talk about today as well. Stay with us. We got a whole lot coming, and we've got an amazing, amazing, amazing guest to drive this stuff home. I want to introduce to Wild Black Mr. Jeff Donovan. Jeff, welcome to Wild Black, brother. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you both for having me on today. Absolutely. Listen, you come from a level of black golf royalty. I I take that back. A level of golf royalty. This ain't even, we don't even need the modifier of Mm black, although they happen to be black folks. I love it if you take 30 seconds, 42 and a half seconds, 51 seconds, (laughs) and just tell the folks who you are and where you come from.
0: Yeah, so uh, thank you for that introduction. That was awesome. Uh, My name is Jeff Donovan. I'm a PGA member, uh, currently the general manager, uh, PGA general manager at the John A. White Park Golf Course in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm also the president and executive director of the National Black Golf Hall of Fame. So I came to this great game of golf through my father, Father Harold Donovan. My father was one of the first black PGA golf professionals. Uh, so he's, he was considered one of the, one of golf's pioneers uh, to bringing this folks to, to the masses or to, to at least to our folks, for sure. Um, I was raised by him, obviously, and my mother, but my mother, Ann Dunham, but had met plenty of mentors, uh, you know, Calvin Pete, Charlie Sifford, Lee Elder, Pete Brown, um, all were mentors to me. Those are um, strong names for anybody yes, who knows Ghost history. Yes, strong, strong names. And there's many other names that I can name that didn't quite get the opportunity and the accolades as those guys, but were better players than those guys. And they just didn't get the get the opportunity and the chance um to to show what they had. There was there was plenty of Tiger Woods before Tiger Woods yeah. that were out there. Yeah. Um yeah. so But all of these guys, you know, impacted my life. I knew at a young age golf was what I was going to do. Of course, my dream was to play the PGA Tour, you know, at the highest level. Um, Tried that full time after graduating college. Uh, I played in college at Fayetteville State University, uh, HBCU in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Had a pretty strong career there. I I mean, so much so that I was just inducted into our Fable State's Sports Hall of Fame this past year. You are
2: our second Hall of Famer <laughs> on Wild Black. We doing all right. Go yeah, ahead, brother. So
0: Sorry. It uh that was quite an honor. And uh after, you know, that I, you know, toiled around playing mini tours. At that time, there wasn't a whole bunch of places to play. Yeah. Uh there was one particular mini tour, which was called the Space Coast mini tour, uh, the goosey tour, we called it. Uh, It was held in Orlando, Florida. Uh, So I would live in Tampa and drive to Orlando and play those tournaments Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh, try and do tour qualifying and so on and so forth. Uh, After a stint of doing that, I started getting into the business and understanding the business part of golf, uh, managing golf courses, training my father because that's what he did. Um, And then that's where my career,
2: you know, kind of took off is on this side of the industry. How much um, do you charge for ringer services? Like, when we got, a, when we got a, little, <laughs> a little best ball coming up, how much do you charge for ringer services? Yeah,
0: well, that depends on how much <laughs> is on the line. <laughs> <laughs> we got one coming up in a yeah, couple of weeks. We might have to bring somebody in. Right, right. That, sound, <laughs> that
1: sounds efficient right there. Don't it? Yeah. yeah. Don't it? It's a good use of fun. Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, so, Jeff, brother, thank you for that. I, I want to start this episode. We're going to get into our wild black shit. But for any golfers listening, I asked this question before we came on, and I want to ask it again so you can hear it and you can be jealous like I was. Jeff, what's, what's, what's a bad score, bad round for you? So I, as a, we were talking earlier, and, you know, currently a bad score
0: for me is anywhere from 77 to 75 to 77. Um,
2: Every golfer was, just like, shit,
0: <laughs> But when I was playing 70, I would have thrown my clubs away when I was playing to shoot 77. I mean, you know, I you know, a bad score would have been 73, 72, you know. So, wow. um, you know, when I was playing and practicing full time, wow. now I'm so busy. I don't even get to play that often. I end up practicing more than I actually leave the leave work and go play golf. So, but I'm going to change that this year. I'm I'm like competitive flow is uh getting into me and I need to play
2: more. So, let know. me know. I'm ready to go out anytime. I'm probably going to slow you down. Go put it <laughs> yeah. out there and be honest. I cannot even fathom my worst score being a seventy. Anything correct? I'm I've with never you.
1: shot in the seventies
2: ever, ever. My closest. I played. Me and Randy went and played some course in D.C. And It was my first time ever. I shot an eighty-one. I still remember that to this day. Nowhere near that. I, I can't get back that hey, That's my nice. life.
1: Yeah, man. Louis, I think I ever shot. Maybe was 89? Those
0: are not bad scores, though, guys. I mean, golf, is a, golf is, is a hard it game. Golf is a hard game. It is. It's a, it's a great game. It's a lot of fun, but it is a difficult game. It is. And that percentage of players that shoot in the seventies is like one two percent of the entire, you know, golf community. Yeah. Um, so yeah. you know, it's 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 a difficult game, and yeah. then shooting eighty one and eighty eight. Those are not bad scores. A lot of a lot of listeners are sitting there like, dang, you know, like y'all yeah. are shooting some good scores, you know. So. It's, that's my not, problem. That's is
2: not consistency, consistency. Oh, man. That's, that's I had to get back just to that. That's when I was right. playing it. Right. Yeah, I was like, whoa. Right. And, and listeners, again, just so you know, I know some of you probably think that's an awfully slow sport. And that's because of the way you look at it. But when you understand that the club is being swung at 105, 110 miles an hour, balls are flying at 160 miles an hour, inches matter, millimeters matter, it is an extremely fast and an extremely powerful game. Once you give it a chance and begin to understand it. But we're going to get into that later. All right, brother, hit him
1: with the wild black shit. Ooh, let's get it, let's get it. Wild black shit. Three questions. All right. Two to get you warmed up. One is our signature question. Okay. Ready to go? (laughs) All right. All right. Generally, as kids, we all love superheroes, right? If you had to pick a superpower as an adult, which one would it be and why? And I'm going to give you four. I got my answer right now. (laughs) (laughs) Invisibility, x-ray vision, you can see through anything, the ability to fly, or be the strongest person in in the world. I think, I mean, for me, I think between those
0: four, it's definitely going to be, Sound like you it want to go somewhere else. Did, it yeah, did, yeah, it did. Let me the, yeah. the ability to fly, the ability to fly. I'd like to be able to get somewhere in a short amount of time and keep it moving. You know, I'm finding that, you know, time is important. So if I can save some time by flying over this Atlanta traffic,
2: <laughs> shoot, sign me up. I, I feel you on that. You sign made it about me Atlanta traffic. He might have changed my mind. Yeah, <laughs> like mine. I might have to be shifted. with that. I yeah. Might. At first, I want I want to have the ability to read anyone's mind. Like to know what anyone around me is thinking at any time about me, or like Ooh. anything. Like, do, do you understand the, the power, power that you would have? That you would have if you could read anyone's mind, the things that you would have access to? Man. But Ooh. flying over this Atlanta traffic is serious. It might be close. That <laughs> it, might be a close. It's real strong. Listeners, you don't know this. Jeff just did a golf clinic for my daughter and several other girls in Jack and Jill. I live about 20 miles from the clinic. It took me an hour and 38 minutes
1: to go from my oh, yeah. house to the It should have took 42. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. So <laughs> that's why traffic, mm-hmm. traffic is real. We need to do something about that traffic. I'm telling <laughs> you. Golf is such an awesome sport, right? True. You gotta give us your top five golfers and why. You, you don't Ooh. have to name me, it's okay. I don't have, I don't have to name yeah.
0: you. <laughs> Uh, number one would have to be my father, Harold Donovan. Get that? Um, yeah. Definitely. Okay. You know, um, number two would probably be Calvin Pete. Because because Calvin Pete was the straightest hitter of the golf ball in PGA Tour history, um, both with the irons as well as the uh, with the driver. He didn't hit it very far, but he knocked you in the head with a five-wood. You hitting a wedge and he's hitting the five wood inside of you with a wedge. So yeah, That's you're wild. knocking the head there. So Calvin, Calvin would probably be number two. Lee Elder, um let me let me digress. Let me let me say Charlie Sifford would be number two. Um, uh, because Charlie Sifford, you know, broke the color barrier on the tour. Um, a little history lesson for our, for the listeners is that golf is the only sport, the only sport that had a Caucasian-only clause written down in their bylaws, the only sport. Football, basketball, baseball, all the owners just talked on the phone and agreed amongst themselves they weren't going to let black players play. Golf was the only one that had it literally written down where you can read it that it was Caucasian-only clause, and that was rescinded in 1961. Mm, wow. And even still, you know, they made it hard for us to play this game. So uh, Charlie Sifford, you know, being able to get on tour and play on tour, he, he endured a lot. Uh, being out there just trying to enjoy this game he loves and make a living for his family. So I would say Charlie Sifford, then I'm going to go with Calvin Pete. Then I would go to Lee Elder. Uh, Lee Elder because, you know, again, you know, first black person to play in the Masters, you know, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, it's, it's the Masters. It's called the Masters for a reason, you know what I mean? So, and they finally let, I mean, there should have been one before him, which is a gentleman mm-hmm. named Pete Brown. Pete Brown actually <coughs> won on tour first, he was the first black player to win a tour event, which qualified you for the Masters. He won, they changed the criteria to get in the tournament, so he never did get to play. Wow. Uh, So anyway, Lee Elder uh, was 1975, played in the Masters. Um, I I guess then, you know, number five, that's a tough one, because there's, you know, there's there's names that... uh, that I I could name, but um, uh, probably I'm going to say as a toss-up between Jim Dent and Jim Thorpe, I don't know if all the listeners know, obviously Jim Thorpe and Jim Dent both played on the tour in the 70s, uh, and again, both great ball strikers and both endured so much uh, to play at the highest level, you know, so... Um, both those guys uh, probably a tie right now with those two, yeah. And then, actually, let me—I'm going to go back again. I'm going to say, actually, I'm going I'm to put Renee Powell in that number five spot. Renee Powell is the, well, the second so many, black well. woman to play on the LPGA Tour. Um, and her father owns—built uh, his own golf course back in the 50s because when he came back from the war, they wouldn't let him play. So he he wanted to play the game, so he bought a farm and built his own dang on golf course. and said, I'm going to build my own. And, and play it. And it's still in existence today. And it's and Renee, I, Renee Powell, Cle- Clear, Clearview Golf Course, outside of Akron, Ohio. Yeah,
2: I'm looking at it right um, now. Yeah, yeah. It
0: up. and yeah. Renee Powell and and her brother was the superintendent. Um, you know, her brother, obviously all, obviously Renee's in the Hall of Fame, as well as her father, uh, Dr. William Powell. And then her brother is also in the Hall of Fame for being one of the first black superintendents. Association members, and he 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 does the maintenance at that golf course. So, uh, yeah, so I'll put Renee Powell at that number five spot because
2: she's she she's done a lot for this game too. Wow, I didn't I didn't know that. Before he asked the third question, I know you talked about when when the the white only clause went. When did they? When did the when did Augusta National lift their like women ban? because I, I remember Condoleezza Rice and someone else. Yeah, was and band. I don't feel I can't remember the exact year, but it was
0: recent. Yeah, I mean, yeah it ain't yeah, been long. Maybe decade, maybe something like that. Recent. Yeah, okay, it's been cool. about,
2: yeah, maybe about ten years
0: ago now. Yeah, yeah. White, not only women but also uh, blacks black members were allowed to, then. So. Oh wow! Like during that that that, that same... same time, <laughs> yeah, about that same time. That's crazy. Might have been a couple of years before, but yeah, it was around
1: that. Wow! Same time. Yeah. All right, let's hit you with this this third question. What do you love most about life while
0: black? Just being black, man. I love being a black man. People say this to me all the time, and like I said, I'm. I'm the executive director and president of the National Black Golf Hall of Fame. My dad started that Hall of Fame in 1986 because there were no black people in the World Golf Hall of Fame, and he knew so many people on the grassroots level that did so much for this game, so he wanted to honor them. And one of the things that people would always say to him is, well, you can raise more money if you call it the African-American Hall of Fame or... It, uh, if you called it the minority Hall of Fame, and he he's you know stood fast that this is the Black Golf Hall of Fame, and I, and I I believe in that. I believe amen. that too. Yeah, I I, I just love the fact that my colors, my skin is the color that it is, and I walk around as a proud Black man. No one can ever take this away from me. Absolutely, that like Tupac verse me. No, <laughs> ready to spit, baby. I love it. I love
1: it. <laughs> you know, I like I like. I like how you you line that out. And then it goes right along with the question about the best, the top five golfers. Mm-hmm. You literally, all of them black. All of them black. There's no question. N- no there's question. Not even a And doubt. I left
0: someone off that, y'all, that the whole audience probably thought I was going to say. Yeah, intentionally, right? Yeah, well, he's not, not in the top five for me.
1: Wow. I
2: think that goes to say a lot about how much... Exposure, yep. that we as black folks have been able to garner around the game. The mm-hmm. fact that the number one golfer in most of our minds is Tiger Woods, right, right, no mm-hmm. doubt. But there are so many, like to your point, out, there are so many other Tiger so many Woods yeah. who never yeah. got that amplification, who was never got that spotlight. many before
0: Tiger, yeah. many before Tiger, yeah. And you know, I'm not telling, not take Tiger was the greatest golfer. It's just, it's, a, it's just a truth. All, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just real. Yeah, he's yeah. the greatest golfer ever. You know, no question on the golf course, his. His skill, no one will probably surpass that. Even though he didn't catch Jack Nicholas, I know he still got an opportunity, but realistically, he's yeah. not going to catch him, you know, with the injuries yeah, and everything, and age and everything that he's yeah. got going on. He's not going to catch him as far as the majors, majors yeah. winners. But, yeah. you know, without a doubt, mm-hmm. without the injuries, without you know all the things that happened to him. He would have broke that record easily. Yeah, yeah. Um. So you know his skill on the golf course. I, you know you got to give the man much respect for that absolutely. for sure. There's some other things that he could have done for 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 his absolutely. people that you know that I that I have challenges with. Yeah. That absolutely. I wish he had done. but, yeah. You know you can't. You know
2: everybody's got to be themselves. Right. I guess so. he lived his own life. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, listen. Listen. It's hopefully, one of the things that you picked up as you listened so far is that. This is a sport in which barriers are still being broken. Yep. We there, there are so many Black folks just in general who not only love the sport, but excel at the sport, and because of laws and clauses and rules and opportunity, just not ha- have not had the ability to stand in the spotlight. As a listener of Wild Black, I know that the majority of you all are interested in breaking down barriers. So, as we dive into this episode, I would suggest, I would love, I would want for you to Invest some time looking here. This is another place where we are needed. We'll get more into this, but I'm going to keep throwing it out there because, one, I love the sport personally. Two, I see so many advantages gained through the sport that you need access to. Believe me. I've told people many times that during parts of my corporate America run, Golf has been the secret common language that has allowed me to meet, influence, grow with, and create opportunities that otherwise I would have never had. When people looked at me as a six-foot-four, 300-pound black man in the halls of some corporate American entity, they saw a threat. We didn't speak the same language. They didn't see themselves in me. But being on the golf course allowed me to speak a different language. I became, I be, what's the word I'm looking for? I became multilingual. If you will. And that was an advantage that many of you have access to. So I'm going to stop preaching. Let's get back to it. Let's hit <laughs> it with a dope quote. All right, the dope quote something from history, religion, science, entertainment, math doesn't matter. It has relevance on the episode. And most of the time, it's from someone black. Not this one, though. Today's quote is this Golf is just like life. You can't redo bad shots or moments. The only thing you have control over is your attitude moving forward into the future. When you hear that quote, Jeff, what do you think about? What comes to mind for you? you know, I mean, I think that's absolutely true. Golf
0: is so much like life, and uh, you know, it's 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 just a the one of the most realist sports as far as you know, uh, running alongside life. You yeah. know what I mean? So, and and again, like I said earlier, it's a tough sport. It's a tough game, especially yes, when is. you're in the beginning when you're learning to hit the ball, and all you're doing is rolling it and topping it, and it just allows you to c- continue to you know you have to be able to persevere you know uh deal with those challenges you know i work with a lot of children boys and girls with our within our first tee program and and many others outside of that but um one of the you know the things i tell them is that you got to persevere you know in anything not just this game with with coach jeff today but you know uh, uh, you know, when you leave the golf course and you're going home or you're going to school, you know, you got to learn to persevere. And you got to learn, you know, to set them goals. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and set them attainable goals, those realistic goals, and and kind of uh, work your way through um, to maintain, to get where you want to get to. So, yeah. yeah so, yeah.
2: no, that quote, I think, is is very significant and very true. Very, Absolutely. true. very true. So, one of the things that we know to be true is that both Art and I are extremely smart folks. And smart folks know this one thing you're very rarely the smartest in the room. Right, absolutely. Especially with any specific right. topic, right? Yeah, yeah. And so as much as he and I both love this sport, it is obvious, overwhelmingly so, that this is your area. You are credible here, both from a, a sports standpoint, from a, a black perspective in the sport. Mm-hmm. And so I'd love to open this interview up, not with a question from us per se, but a, a suggestion or an ask of you. As you sit in front of the microphone with thousands of people listening to the words you you spill today, What would be the first and foremost thing you'd want to share with them about the idea of golf and black folks? That is for
0: us. You know what I mean? That, you know, it's one of those sports that, one of those games, just like tennis, where we just don't think that's our sport. You know what I mean? We just don't think, you don't see enough of us playing it, so you don't think that that is truly our sport. But this game is for us. You know what I mean? We, we, again, the, the best player in the world is a black man, you know, so... Um, and unfortunately that number of players that are on the tour is, is significantly lower than it was in the 70s. There was 11, 12 brothers playing the tour in the 70s, and when they huh. changed, they changed the criteria for the tour um, to be an all-exempt tour that dropped everybody with the exception of, of Jim Thorpe, Cal, uh, Calvin Pete,
2: and um, and Lee Elder, and um, right. Charlie Sifford. So um, real for quick, the most part, break, but, break what that means down. Yeah. Like, I, I get that, but what about our listeners who might not, Understand what you mean when you say exempt. Exempt. So, how how the PGA Tour is designed? You have to qualify
0: to play on the tour. You mm-hmm. have to uh, you have to go to a qualifying tournament, and that tournament consists of um, six. Well, actually, it's more. It's it's almost twelve, uh, about sixteen rounds of golf. You go to different stages to qualify. So you go to first stage, and which is all over the country. So you're and, talking like and, lead
2: up to Q School. Baby. Yeah, leading
0: right. up to Q. This is Q School. Yeah. It is actually. It is Q School. And it's, gotcha. it's changing a little bit now because of Live and all the things they're doing with that. But ultimately, you have to qualify to be on the PGA Tour. Not everyone. No one can just walk in the door at a right. tour tournament and say, hey, I'm, I'm signing here. up. I'm a PGA. I want to play this tournament. Right. You have to go through qualifying school. And that qualifying school is a pretty pretty tough grind is about 6000 guys um we're talking about the PJ Tour LPJ Tour has their qualifying school too um 6000 guys trying to qualify through this through this series for about 115 spots mm. um and it's it's expensive it's like five now it's, I think it's $6500 to try and qualify mm. and if you let's say you don't let's say you don't make it through the first qualifying you're done you know, you don't get to try again until next and year, gone. and that money's gone. You know what I mean? That sixty five hundred, that's just the entry fee. That's not including your hotel, travel, or travel and all that kind of stuff to get to it. So golf is as a difficult sport uh, as a professional too, because you're an independent contractor. If you don't have anyone sponsoring you uh, to help you to, uh, um, you know, with all those expenses. You know, it makes it really difficult. Now, I will say with the NIL deals now yeah, and yeah. and people being able to make some sponsorship money, it's is probably a little is easier now than like when I tried it. Yeah. You know, when I tried it, I had uh, I had a guy who was sponsoring me and he wasn't giving me enough, but it was enough that I could try and play. Right. Um. You know what I mean? But there was times I slept in my car, you know, for an event and so on and so forth to try and, you know, save some money so I don't have, you know, the hotel expense or whatever, so... Um, yeah, so that, you know, that's, that's, so the tour is designed for exempt players. It's called an all-exempt tour. So those are the, those are the top 125 players for that year that qualify for the tour. Right. So they get to play and you play every year basically for your spot, if you will. Right. Um, at the end of the year, uh, it, it was the top 125 players were fully exempt to move into next year. Right. And then the others had to go through qualifying school again to fill in that other, Twenty-five or thirty spots. This is about a hundred. I think it's about one hundred seventy players that play every week that start the week on tour. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So you're qualifying for those spots. Um, if you, you know, again, if you, you know, if you, you're one time out there and you miss, miss the qualifying, you, you're going to play in, you know, wherever you can play, Europe or, or Asia or you know, Canadian tour, all of that, just to you know, continue to make some money until you until qualifying school comes around again. Yeah. You know, that so yeah, so it's a tough grind. Golf is a tough grind. It's not like you're being drafted, right? Um, you know, and automatically sign a big contract. And that's why this Live deal has been so. Um, live again for the for the listeners who may not may not know is a is another tour that just started earlier this year, and they're paying the players to play, which the tour has never done. PJ Tour never played paid players to play, Everyone other touches, than if you won. Check. Right. Yeah, if you if you win, you that's when you got paid, but you could go a week and miss the cut, which means um that that you didn't finish in the top 50 or so players after the first two rounds and you don't get paid at all. You know what I mean? But yet the sponsors have already paid and the events getting all this money and you have played and you're part of that group, but you don't get a dime. Um, but this group called Live has made the PGA Tour have to rethink their model yeah. and have made some things, some changes. And, and that's what's going on with the game now. Yeah. So, so now, you know, that Live Tour, they have they do have teams and they are paying uh, players to, to be there and so on and so forth. And the tour is trying to do something
2: similar now and all that well, stuff. I, I, I'm a fan hmm. of, I mean, I, the pluses and minuses to my thoughts on the Live Tour. But I'm a fan of competition and what it breeds. Right. Yeah,
1: right. exactly.
2: So, so I that's think that's a that, And
0: point. that's exactly it. It's basically,
2: it's, another, it's competition, yeah. you know, which made the
0: tour, again, change their thinking and change yeah. their model. Yeah. Uh, they've had the mon- monopoly on on the highest level of golf forever yeah, with yeah. nobody to, to question anything they've done. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's the one thing that I do like about whether it was the live tour or the the Biv tour, you know, just another competitive tour to make them rethink the things that they're, that they've been doing for so long and haven't even decided, you know, hadn't made a change, you know, so, um, so I kind of, I, you know, I I like that fact. Now, you know, you get into the pol- political stuff of live and his Saudi money and all that stuff. That's a whole different thing. Yeah. And yeah. unfortunately for me, I was kind of I was cool with it. The one, you know, again, the, the bad thing for me is that they play at Donald Trump courses, yep. which I ain't down with at all. At you know, all. Right. What I mean? so that right. tells me they ain't really about us.
1: Right. You know at what all. I mean? It's, right. it's about
0: something different. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I, I've yet to watch um, a live turn. Yeah, yeah, so I, you know, for that matter, for that fact, I don't.
2: I'm not uh, appreciative of yeah. of that tour. But yeah. yeah. You know, so it makes a little different. I get it. You know, you, you started different. that by saying golf is for us, and so I, I I love to. How do we change this? The perception slash reality is that golf is for or has been for the wealthy and white. How do we change that so that more of us gravitate towards the sport?
0: Well, I think you know, like uh, for me, um, the for, you know one one of the things that that has always driven me is that the fact that people can see me as a black PGA professional mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a, in a, in a position of leadership. Yeah. And that, that says to wow. us, especially our my, you know, again, the 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 students that I teach, the young children I teach that, Hey, I can be like coach Jeff. I can be a golf instructor. I can be a general manager at a golf course. You know, these are things that I can do kind of similar, like the, you know, and not, I'm not at all, uh, making myself seem equal to President Obama. But it just, again, because he became president, that said to all all the youngsters, I can be president. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's yep. the same thing here with me and being in this golf industry. It, and hopefully uh, it has opened some eyes to some young boys and girls that say, hey, this is something that I can do yeah. and it's available to me. Hey, you were the you first I
1: mean? black golf professional I'd ever met before. Yeah. Yeah, you are the first black yeah. golf yeah. professional I've ever met, <laughs> which is is almost kind of starstruck for me right. i'm like it's wow it's
0: crazy isn't it? it's
1: scary <laughs> yeah. but you know if you think about, again so what's popping guys it's jg here from blowing smoke if you're a fan of fun insightful and breakthrough conversations then be sure to check out and subscribe to the blowing smoke podcast a show that covers life experiences and firsthand testimonies from some of the biggest names in your favorite industries and all that brought to you exclusively by the Revolt podcast network anchored in hip hop powered by creators you know, we're, of course, you know, this that clause caused us not
0: to, you know, have so many of us, um, you yeah. know, in the beginning. But still, even right now, there are 26,000 PGA golf professionals and there are 84 of us that are black. So wow. we're still less than 1% of that. I knew it was low. 26,000. And then let me, so explain to the listeners. So um, as a PGA professional, or or a golf professional is what I call myself. Mm-hmm. Tiger and those guys on the tour are professional golfers. Right, right. I am right. a golf professional so as a PGA member I manage, operate, teach, you know, run golf courses. That's how I make my living through golf. I don't make my living through pet playing. Now, make some money on the side, playing, so on and so forth, but my living— The ringer fee. Yeah, yeah, that ringer fee. (laughs) That that money, but my check's going to come because I manage John A. White Park—John A. White Golf Course. So, um, so as a professional, as a golf professional, that is what I mean by PGA of America member, not a PGA Tour member. Right. Um, So, yeah, so there's only 84 of us that—and all of us know each other just about, you know, all the 84. I think when I got my membership, I became a member in 1993— so You've I've been, been a, a PGA minute. member uh, 30 years. Um, also, my dad and I are the uh, only, obviously being the only father and son black PGA professionals, we are also the only f- black father and son PGA professionals to be what we call quarter century member, 25-year members of the association.
1: Let me um, shout out all the uh, other wow.
2: professional members. How did you put it? Uh Golf professionals. Golf all profession- the other golf professionals. Share this episode so we can get more of us there because I, yeah. I honestly hate the fact that I've been playing, again, 14, 15 years. Yeah. I've played in multiple states. I have lost count of the number of courses that I've played, and Jeff is the first, and I just ran into him. When was the, the tournament? It was last, last year. year. Mm. I just ran into him. To me, that says we got some work to do. Yeah. In Atlanta. Which is right? dope. Yeah. Right. Yep.
0: Yeah, in Atlanta, we had at one time when I first arrived to Atlanta, there was we had the most in a state. You know, there was five of us. Wow. Um, I think still now there are um some have moved, um maybe I think it's uh four of us. Um Darryl Beatty is a PGA professional. He's retired um now. Um uh, you got Rashad Wilson, who's also a PGA professional here in the Atlanta area. And one thing about Rashad, which is very, very cool is Rashad is the first and only black member of the PGA and member of the uh, uh, Golf Course Superintendents Association. Wow. So he's a PGA member and a he can not only manage the golf course, but he can grow the grass correctly. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and then you got uh, Willie Smith, who's a black professional. He's out of Crystal Lake. Um, Burdette Hawkins, uh, who's a golf professional out at um, the Trophy Club Atlanta. Mm-hmm. He teaches out there. Um, I don't want to leave anybody out. Who am I missing? Because like I said, some of the guys have, have moved. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it. I think, I think. and if I, hey, if I miss one of y'all, let me know. <laughs> I, I think that's it. To his head, not his heart. Yeah,
2: I think that's it. So, one of the things that, that I wanted to dive into a bit is most of us are familiar with the idea of the brownie of America, right? Then by 2045 or twenty forty forty eight it will be a majority brown American. That, right. That's already happened in most major cities. That, mm-hmm. That's already a real thing in most major cities. How has the PGA or, or the golf industry in itself responded to that idea, right? That if they don't find a way to reach out to, grow participation from the brown community, who's going to be golfing for them in 30 years, Right. right? Are are they aware of that? Are they looking into that? They are. They are.
0: I'll I'll have to say that, you know, I've been, I've done several, you know, things on TV and Mm -hmm. so on and so forth. And uh, I see a corner, you know, we're kind of peeking around the corner. Right. For the first time in my career, um, something positive is going in a positive direction. You know, the murder of George Floyd, I think, helped that. Yeah. Along with the many things that that helped with. But definitely golf is is turning the corner as some... uh, there's some things happening some real positive things happening um program wise mm-hmm. uh, growth of the game wise uh, um also you know just just industry wide um just job opportunities for us yeah uh, yeah yeah um you know one of my closest friends is a brother named Kenny Sims and Kenny is the um Kenny and I played college golf together at Fable State and he's he he had been for forty, well, I guess. Well, he was the vice president of golf operations for the Tampa Sports Authority, uh, which meant he ran all the golf courses for the for the Tampa and the Tampa all the city courses in Tampa. Right, right. But now his position, he just got one of the the highest position as a black person as the um, he's the uh, senior vice president of uh, PGA Lead, which is the PGA of America, our foundation mm. giving. So, you know, that was a huge Is he still hire. in Florida? No, now, the, you know, PGA Headquarters for us, PGA of America Headquarters is in, in uh, Dallas, outside of
2: Dallas, Frisco, Texas. Okay, now. okay, because I was wondering okay. if he was still in Florida, I was going to yeah. ask him if he could pass some kind of legislation mm-hmm. that would move some dirt to Cheval. I played Cheval 20, not 20 years ago, 12 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. They had so much damn water on that course. It didn't matter what direction I swung, my ball fouled. I probably, probably lost all three dozen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a bad day. Yeah. It was a real bad day. Yeah. So Cheval, yeah, yeah, that's and but you know, the course to play, and I'm mean,
0: to all our wild black listeners, if you're a golfer, go if you haven't played, play Rogers Park in Tampa, Florida. Hmm. That was a that's a, well, one of the historically black golf course. That golf course was built in Tampa, nine-hole golf course for black people to play back in the uh, 1960s. nineteen uh sixties, can no, maybe in the fifties, I can't remember the exact date. But I used to go there as a as a child. My dad would always, you know, he, he had the uh, first black person to get a contract with the city of New York to manage a golf course, Casino Park in Flushing, New York. Mm-hmm. But, of course, in, in the wintertime, the course is closed, so he would always leave and go down to Tampa for the winter, yeah. and we'd be at Rogers Park, and uh, Mr. Willie Black was the first head pro there as a black professional. Uh, you'd go If you went there, you would see all those guys I named. They would be there at at Rogers Park playing dominoes, spades, yeah. hanging out with the fellas. This was like this family. golf course, man. It's such it's such a great place. You know, I I, I like I said I went as a child, and when I graduated from school, when like I said, when I was playing mini tours, I was working at Rogers Park, yeah, so that I can play and practice, you know, out yeah. there. And um, yeah, man, that was it's, that was that's a great place. I'm gonna there. be in Orlando in a few yeah. weeks. I'm, a, I'm a, Rogers I'm look Park. At go that. play, yeah. man. It's, it's a historical black golf course. That's where we, like I said, and they still they still playing spades and dominoes up in there, you know. Really? Oh, man. It's a great, 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 and a good, you got, good, you got good crown royal. Too. Great. Oh, yeah. they to Oh, you, you, got you, do. oh gotta you, got you got to. Do. Oh, yeah, you, 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 you got to have crown. You got to have a brown liquor,
1: That's right. That's right. Dominoes, you absolutely got to have a crown. Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm,
2: it. I'm I'm pretty sure that's in the Bible. I think that is. You got to have that. That's
1: I'm pretty sure it's there. That's right. They just called it wine. but It was really crown.
2: There was a book of negrosity.
1: I think... That's one of the lost books. <laughs> right. Yeah, they ain't right. want us to know
0: about that one. <laughs> right, but you know, also what, what I meant by for us is that I think uh, you know more of us are playing the game yeah. now too. We're yeah. realizing that. Yeah, like we got again, a huge
2: group that right. plays. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: well, I think about when I was in school at Fable State University, and um, me and Kenny in particular would be practicing. There was a there was an area on our campus where the athletic director's office sat, and it was a field of about. I guess that field was probably about 200 yards. Mm-hmm. So when we couldn't get to the golf course, we'd get our own balls, drop them there, practice. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. pick them up, hit them again, practice, you know. And all our classmates would come around. What, what y'all doing? out here at 90-something degrees out here hitting golf balls for. The <laughs> hell, what is going on? <laughs> hey, <you know? laughs> now, all them cats now, hey, Jeff, can I get a lesson? I need help. You I know, know what I mean? And we tried
2: to tell them then, you know. Yeah. We should bring him them. on the trip. Just to fuck with Big D and Chris, oh, and don't tell man. them nothing. <laughs> right? That'll
1: kill them. They'll probably have a heart attack. Boy, would they? They'd be like, "Man, what the fuck? Who is this? Who's this cat?" <laughs> yeah, that 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 might be. Whew. Oh,
2: Jeff, why why should black folks play golf?
0: Well, you know, again, it's a fun game, but you know, like you said, I mean, just business wise, it's yeah, it's important that you play golf because when one what other yeah. time? Are you gonna get to sit with your boss or coworker or someone that can help bring you to the next level at work for four and a half hours and just right. play golf and talk? Right, you know, what in, I mean? in, in proximity know of eighteen inches on a cart. Right, you're just right. right next to each other. You yeah. know, let's you know when COVID hit, you know, golf golf courses went to pretty much walking because you couldn't sit in the cart together for the you yeah. know because it was too close. Now we're back to the carts, but yeah, I mean, just to have someone that can help your career. for... Yeah. For four and a half hours. An attentive audience. Right. And just, you know, and spit what you need to spit to try and get you to the next level.
2: I mean, just listeners, just think about that. Think about the last time you spent four hours straight with any one individual. It's husband and wives who don't don't spend that much time time. right next to each other. Mm -hmm. Can you just imagine the relationships that you can build, the bridges you can build, the information you can either gather or share it, I'm telling you, it is a powerful, powerful, and, and there's something about, like, people talk about, like, CrossFit, uh, CrossFit culture and, and all these things when people go crazy, but there is something about when you introduce the idea of golf to someone who is a golfer, it's, like, it's, it's, it's like, it's like you're
1: part of a fraternity. right? Like it's, you, it's something different. Like, you understand. almost got a handshake. Yeah, like, oh, you a golfer? Yeah. Okay. And mm-hmm. first,
2: let's, let's get out there.
1: Yeah.
0: Man, you got yeah. listeners. Yeah, this game, I mean, it you got you. to. Brings you to places that you would never thought you would you would enter. That's, you know that's I mean? true. You just, yeah. yeah, you know places that you never would have would have believed you would be there. You that know is what true. I mean? you just, that's that's what this game does for you. That is true. And, and if you can play it, shooting eighty one and eighty eight, man, you got a lot of well, people that you like know, that. I that can like Yeah. That, <laughs> 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 hey, even if that was shoot, a long time ago, ninety one. You shoot, 91, <laughs> you shoot 91, 92. People, you know there are people the people enjoy that they you know they want, you know somebody who can play golf especially us yeah they yeah. look at us you know it's always a trip i mean i you know again being a good golfer you know there's been many a time that i've gotten i will be at a golf course and you know i'm getting ready to tee off from the back tee and the starter say say to me uh that's for the good players back there and then uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> right hey, oh, snap. okay, <laughs> So <laughs> you know, See, he uh, back there striping him. Yes.
2: And started left with his mouth wide open. Mm-hmm. You know, wh- one of the funny things about golf and being black is, is, is really the community. Example, it's probably been six weeks ago. I was on the course, me and a homeboy. And as we were walking to the course, another brother saw us. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know him. He joined up with us. So now there are three of us. As we make the turn, we're going from 9 to 10. The starter rolls up on us and says, "Hey, you got another buddy who wants to come join you all." And like, <laughs> right. and, but and, it went, it wasn't on no racist shit. Like this is real. Like right. and, and we were like, "Buddy." He's like, "Yeah, he said he knows you. He wants to play with you all." I knew we didn't know anybody else Right. 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 Uh, and all of a sudden this dude rolls up and when the starter leaves, he's like, "Hey fellas, thank you." I just saw some brothers and I needed to play with y'all, so I told them I knew y'all. Hell right? yeah! But but that's that's the attraction yeah. inside of this community. This brother rolled up at the turn, saw us, ran inside like, "Hey, I know them." I, I want to play. I need them. to get to me, yeah. Right, and it turned out to be a great contact that I now have.
1: Right, mm-hmm. just like that. Like you're finna say something, brother? What you got? I have no clue what I was about to say, <laughs> yeah. but I, I, I right. I—I think I'm starstruck. I—I I, I like the fact that we're talking about golf. I love—I love golf. I, love I knew you were going to so love it. That's why I didn't tell you about it. I knew yeah, you were going to love I, it, man. It, it, it's just such an amazing, relaxing, frustrating, frustrating fun sport, King. man. It, it, it is it, it's incredible. Like I'm sitting here thinking about like I played this weekend. And um okay. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. And it was it was just so much fun. I I, I just love it. It man. is, it is, it is. So, you know, we we talked about
2: the perception slash reality that golf is white or has been historically white mm-hmm. and, and, and is expensive. So when we when we're now talking about wanting black folks in mass to give this sport a try. How do they do it without breaking the bank? How do they get a taste of golf without going and buying— I said golf. How do they get a taste of golf without going and buying— you know, even an eight hundred dollars set of clubs, right? We know they can get way more expensive, but how do yeah. they do this?
0: Well, I mean, I, I don't. You don't have to go buy an eight hundred dollars set. You can buy a clubs, a set of clubs that uh, play against sports. It again sports. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just my first, you know, you have to from. just you know mm-hmm. find those resources, and uh, you know, and, and you can do it yeah. now, now. and also golf course wise, you don't have to play uh, an East Lake where it, you know it costs you four or five hundred dollars to play. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. You could play, you know, again uh, a municipal city course. Yeah. Yep. That's gonna yeah. maybe cost you around twenty or twenty five dollars, if you will, uh, to play. And then there's some shorter, shorter courses as well that you can play. That uh, you know, that's an option for you for sure. And there's all kinds of programs that are rolling out now that that allow for the you know again f- to 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 not make that a, a hindrance. You know, to the, for yeah. people to learn to play the game, of golf. You know, again. With the murder murder of George Floyd, again, there's been, you know, there's programs that have been rolling out to, like you said, just, you know, to get, you know, expand the sport to allow more people to play. You know, one of the things that happened when Tiger came on the scene was the industry wasn't ready. You know, all these in masses, you know, when Tiger won the Masters, man, so many people of color that hadn't played the game was... At the golf course that next Locked. day, ready to play, and the golf course wasn't ready for them. Yeah, you know, not only some weren't, didn't want them, and then yeah. others weren't ready for the amount of play all of a sudden, and the amount of lessons and individuals that were coming to the game. Yeah, um, so it, it all of you know, it was a big rush, and then all of a sudden uh, went down again. You know, yeah. um, but now the industry is open, you know, more open. There's still those courses yeah. here and there. Um, that But the industry is more open I'm going to give you a great example So I was on a call today um, So the PGA of America runs the National Minority Or it's called the PGA Works Championship Which is formerly the National Minority College Championship
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I played in the first two of them in 1987 and 88 um, but now the PGA of America owns and run, operates these tournaments. So I'm one of the PGA <clears throat> ambassadors that go out to this event every year. And we're, now we've taken it to another level. So two years ago, we played, the kids played at TPC Sawgrass. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Last year, they played in, we were in Philadelphia, and we played um, some, uh, the, the Union League courses um, this year. This year, after after last year, and then this year, uh, Shoal Creek Country Club
2: mm-hmm.
0: has decided to be the host. So it's going to be in, in Alabama at Shoal Creek. And for those who don't know the significance of that, in 1990, Shoal Creek Country Club had the PGA Championship Tournament played there. And the president of the club at that time said that there will be no black people to ever play this, this club as long as he's alive. And what year was that? 1990. He said it on the on Damn. TV. No black people will play this game, this course, as long as I'm alive. Is he alive? And that, and no, he's not. But, he it, was but right. No, well, he probably grandson, wasn't right, though. His grandson gave the PGA's, you know, we were talking about today, uh, $75,000 right for this tournament and Good. to help HBCU cuz this tournament is all HBCU so much every receipt on his
2: grave right
0: that's right it's H- <laughs> yes, right no you're right though i mean but that that really that was they can the first etch it on this on this uh <laughs> right on this gravestone mm-hmm. that was the first kind of significant thing racial yeah that you know that the whole world could see kind of you yeah. know and and the, the PGA actually PGA of America and the PGA tour changed their criteria for a uh, tournament courses that host tournaments that said they had to be no longer exclusive it has to be inclusive membership to host a pga tour or uh, a pga of america event so you know when that was said you know but again i think you know again talking about turning the corner here here it is you know we're getting ready to host this championship we're going to have you know 25 schools mostly hbcus at, at Shoal Creek playing a championship, it's going to be aired live on the Golf Channel this year.
1: Oh, so, that's, yeah, what's so up? It's going to yeah. It's
0: gonna, yeah, be when it's gonna is live. it? It's in it's May May tenth through the twelfth. I think no. 10th oh, like in a few like weeks. That. Yes, in a couple. Oh, that's okay. why we had to call because we were gotcha. talking about our roles and gotcha. what we're going to be doing. at Are the Are you going this. down? Yeah, I, like I said, I work it every year. I think I'm a, Yeah, I'm I'm working every year. I, yeah, that's not a bad. But it'd be a good tournament to go to. Because yeah. you'll see, you know, like I said, it's Howard University men's and women's teams. Howard's men's team won it mm-hmm. last year. And, um, you know, so it's going to be ser- – it's it's great. All the black kids, all the Hispanic kids, it's, it's great to see. I'm going. Yeah. It's I'm great going. to see. It's you know, a two-hour drive. And today. it's
1: it's women's, too. Men's and women's, yeah. Men's and yeah, women's. Yeah, oh, that's I might have to do – I might yeah, have I'm to make I'm
0: that right trip When is, is it again? Uh, May. I'm looking at my calendar here. And so, that's a t- – it's, May. it's what, a three it's
1: hour a, it's drive.
0: Sh- I don't think it's three. Yeah, two. It's two. Yeah. Oh two shit! Hours. Yeah, okay. it's two hours. Yeah. Damn, do that in the day trip. I ain't gonna, right, I'm, right. I'm, yeah, you I'm, could. I'm go not going. to stay play some golf too. It's, but uh, I'm going. It's going <laughs> to be well. The actual tournament is the Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, yeah no, it's the um, the fifth is the first day. It's kind of the kickoff and so on and so forth. But the tournament itself is, uh, I believe, they're going to play on
2: the seventh, eighth, and ninth. It just makes me think oh, about wow. we have Brandon Fleming on. I think the statement <laughs> he says is be intrusive in spaces that are not inclusive. Right. And like, I I love the ideology behind that. One thing I want to go back to is as you talked Uh about how people kind of get exposure to the game or get into the game for reasonable expense. Mm -hmm. What about getting data, right? And and what I mean by that is golf can be an overwhelming sport. Again, I I just mentioned, I just bought two new wedges. Right, yeah. I don't know how many, I, I literally spent probably two hours, three hours Watching YouTube videos and reading so I understand what bounce worked the best for me. Yeah. Right? Because I never thought about that before. So I recognize as a person who loves the sport and I've been in the sport for a while, it's still a lot of information. How does someone brand new to it learn where to go and still manage costs? But how do they get that information? Well, I think, you know, like I said, you, like you did, Google
0: it. But the other thing I would suggest is regardless if he's black or white or he or she is, you know, take a lesson. I think that's the yeah. best way to get Because you don't need anything but your hands. Yeah, that's right. Just yeah, just go out, take a lesson, and just, you know, get a feel for it, for the game and yeah. get that information from that golf instructor. And hopefully that golf instructor is going to make it fun yeah. for you to learn. You know what I mean? It has to yeah. make a fun learning environment. But I think that's very key is not to go out on your own. I try. Yeah. And so at my facility, you know, of course now, with Topgolf, which I think Topgolf has been great because it's brought so many new people to yeah, the game that yeah. hadn't thought about trying it, but now you can go have a beer and have a drink and, yeah. you know, it, music's going. It's kind of a club atmosphere, you know, and, and you can hit a golf shot and it don't matter if you get it in the air or not. It may, you know, but everybody laughs and it goes yeah. in, you know what I mean? So anyway, long story short, so they come out to the golf course, say, oh man, I this was fun. Let me go to a golf course. And they don't have any clue of you know how to you know what the tee box is where the mar- you know which way yeah. to go and all that. Mm-hmm. So whenever I see people come there to my facility and I train my staff, they, hey man, we got to be all of us got to be teachers. You know, don't just send them. A, you know, the hard part about it, the golf is I think um, even even at some of the black golf courses we we get snooty. And, you know, somebody who's new comes out and you're kind of like, oh, why are you here? And you give them an the attitude whether they're black, white, or indifferent. Mm-hmm. You know, and mine is, a, you know, my staff is trained. We're a welcoming place for everyone. Beginners, women, black, black, you know, so on and so forth. Just welcome for everyone. So if you see someone that is new to this game that's coming out, take them out the door. Walk them and show them. Give them a quick lesson. This is where you start. This is where you finish. And then keep moving around and, you know, do it that way. But, yeah, that's, you know, so... I think instruction is the most important part for anyone that's getting new to game um, yeah. to get some insight. You yeah. know what I mean? To get some yeah, yeah. insight. I mean, like I said, Google can tell you, you know, or YouTube nowadays, yeah. you know, but there's nothing like that individual to kind yeah. of give you give you some idea
2: of what's going on. What What can golf lessons cost for that new
0: person? Well, it depends. Again, there's <clears> there's programs you can probably get in a group lesson for maybe ten dollars. Oh wow! You know, and that's a one hour one hour lesson, short game lesson, or full right. swing lesson. 10 maybe $20 at the most, and that's a group setting. Maybe five or six of you, you just signed up for the group lesson and go that way. That's probably the best route. That's if cool. you're doing one-on-one, it's a little more expensive. Like right. my one-on-one lesson is $75 for 45 minutes. Right. And if you do four lessons with me, I call it my Get Golf Ready package, um, and it's four 45-minute lessons It's $250. And uh, by that, after those four, you'll be ready to at least get on the golf course and feel comfortable about where your environment and what
2: to do when yeah. you're out there, so. Yeah. What about the role of tech, right? Mm. You, you've, you've got some instruction that just takes place outside on the range. You've got some instruction that takes place on the launch monitor. Then you got some instruction that takes place on all the most high-tech equipment, giving you every angle and every bend and every speed and every dip. W- what's important? Well, I think that all of it is important. And I think it's what the individual's looking for. You know right.
0: what I mean. Uh, some want to see the tech. Some want to want to hit balls with the tech. Uh, some don't. You know, uh, it just really depends. I I will say that I'm an, I am an instructor that will do both. Mm-hmm. But to but for me, I just I just want I don't want to use use the tech. For for the lesson, I'd rather I'm kind of old school in the fact that I need to see what your golf ball does. I don't want to look on the screen and see what your your path is, the, the you know the the club face open and closed, mm-hmm. so on and so. Forth. All of that's told to me by the, the flight, flight or what the direction your ball goes. So right. I, I'm cool with not using it. But if somebody comes in, man, I absolutely need this. This is the way I learn. Blah blah blah. Okay, let's go it. inside. We can do this. You know, I do have a launch monitor at my facility that we can use to do that. And we can talk about those numbers and so on and so forth. So it's really dependent on the individual and how they
2: learn and how, what makes them most comfortable. That makes sense. All right, brother, yeah. as a golfer, as a person who loves golf, what's the most burning thing in your head right now? Sitting in front of what, what feels like a unicorn to me some of the time.
1: Right? Yeah. What, what's burning in you? So I got about three one is like um when you transition from like what got you so involved in the game that you 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 wanted to get your scores like into the was it is it competitiveness? Is it like what what drives you in golf? I think it's competitiveness, but my
0: mine was different in that I always, you know, so <laughs> It, it was hard in the beginning because you know it, when I was learning to play. Yeah, but you shoot the, eighty two then. Y- yeah, or even nineties. But it was, you know <laughs> what I mean. It was I was hard because <laughs> my whole life, right? Because you know I I, I never forget it, it was it was hard because I was the pro son.
1: Yeah, you know what pressure. I mean. So when I yeah. went to the
0: golf course, everybody said that's the pro, and we I had just started playing. You know, that's the pro son, so they all expected me to, you know. <laughs> Hit the ball, hundred yards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thirteen years old or ten years old. You know what I mean. So that was always a pressure for me, and that was that was always my driving force. Is that I got to hit balls. I got to get better because yeah. I'm the pro son. You know yeah. what I mean. So I could see that. Uh, yeah. So that was you know that's what what drove me. Is yeah. That I would just practice and play and practice and play and I and honestly I didn't hit an I early on I didn't hit enough golf balls on the range. My dad used to always say, Jeffrey, you need to play. You need to hit balls. You need to hit balls. And I always wanted to just play, play, play. Yeah. But at that point, I didn't understand. And, of course, now, uh, well, years, even in college, I've realized that how much a, how much more important it is to to hone your skill on the practice facility, on yeah. the practice tee, and then be able to take it on to the golf I, course. I don't do nearly But I still, football. you know, again, for me, I, I spent, I was always, I played other sports. I was a great high school football player. I had some recruitment uh, opportunities for football as well. I played on my high school basketball team, but, you know, you see my height, I, but I could play in high school, yeah. but i you know, again, and but then I played golf also in the summer. That was when I played because, you know, recruiting wise, you know, all the kids for college, uh, to be recruited for college, it's not high school golf. They recruit you based on where the junior tournaments you play in the summer. So you play these junior tours, like now it's the American Junior Golf Tours, the PGA Tour mm-hmm. of junior golf. If you play on that level, you're going to be recruited by the major universities. And if you play well, obviously, that's where you get recruited by. Um, then there's the Hurricane Tour now, okay. um, which is also a national tour that kids can play. And then you mm-hmm. have U.S. Kids Golf, which is for your younger age kids, competitive. But yeah, that's and that's how you get recruited, by not playing high school golf It's those those summer golf tournaments on those summer tours. I didn't know that. that those coaches can can look at the, look at your scores online and see how you rank and so on and so forth. Gotcha. High school golf is, is not near as important as that.
1: Now, for like a, a average, or let's say sub-average golfer, mm-hmm. right, what would you tell them? What, what would I'm be your tip? <laughs> <laughs> <Like> that's both <laughs> of us, brother. We, <laughs> we in this. What, what would be your tip to lower your scores? Sure, like again. Like, that's
0: for everybody. Mm-hmm. You'll you'll lose. You'll knock off ten shots like
2: that if you practice your chipping, pitching, and putting. But well, I got the new wedges. My wedges were fourteen years old. I didn't even realize it. Yeah, but you got to practice with them. They're pretty. they got nice plastic. These came with a guarantee. I think I think I'm going to shoot no more yeah. like eighty-one with you gotta these. You
0: got to go. You <laughs> got to go, go hit them shots. You got to go get that short game together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean that's the that's the key. We don't realize it, but it's the short game. Everybody wants to hit the driver because it goes far and yeah. sounds loud and all that kind of stuff. But the good players, good players work on their short game. And even going from an intermediate player to a good or better player, short game is the key. And I'm, I'm gonna give a great example. This this was this was awesome. I and I was there to see it. Uh, Jim Dent uh, when he was playing on tour, Jim Dent made a great. You know, he made a decent living on tour. I wouldn't say it was outstanding. He didn't win any tour events while he mm. was out there. And Jim Jim uh, I talked to him a couple of weeks ago. He's he's in his 80s now, but between the age of 47, 48 and you get to play on the senior tour or now it's called the Champions Tour at age 50. Yeah. He still had his his exempt status on the PGA Tour, but he was waiting to get on that senior
2: tour. I think I saw him play at Top of the Rock. I think I got his signature. At you
0: might place. have, yeah. But he, he worked on his short game. I mean, I saw this man work on his short game continuously at Rogers Park because he knew that he still hit the ball so long and the senior tour, the senior tour courses are shut up, set up shorter than the PGA Tour because mm. of senior age. And so they make the courses, they're shorter. So yeah. he knew he had an advantage with his driver, but the only way he could take advantage was to get the ball up and down and, you know, yeah. use the wedges to get close and he made millions of dollars. He won so many times on the senior tour, and in that, and he worked on his short game, it's three years straight. I mean, yeah. I never saw him hit a full shot on the range. Maybe every once in a while, but I sure saw him hit wedges from here, there, everywhere. Short game, putting, blah blah blah. And he went out there and became a multimillionaire. Oh, short game. Short game. It's hope for us, bro. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Sure, that's, that's short. That's that's for everybody. If you get your yeah. short game down.
0: And you know, in my get golf ready package, like I said, is my third lesson is strictly short game: chipping, pitching, putting. That's all we do for that series. Uh, That particular lesson on that on that third lesson, Um, and that's 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 a game changer. Mm. That's a game changer.
1: Wow. Yeah, I think I'm gonna play on the senior tour. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be ready (laughs) then. I might have to get some of the packages you got though. What do you, with this microphone in
2: front of you going to all these ears listening, what, what would be your message to Black America about golf?
0: Well, I said it before, you know, it's definitely a game that hasn't, you know, that has been um, not so welcoming, but now mm-hmm. it is welcoming. And now it is, you know, again, it's, it's, it's a game that we can all play and enjoy. Um, it's great for the family. You know what I mean? It's you take your kids out and play your wife, your kids, y'all can all play together if you want. Um, Father, son, father, daughter, daughter, mother, daughter, you know, so on and so forth. So it's a great, great game for that. It's great to be outdoors, you know, to, 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 to take in the trees and the water. And it's just beautiful to be outside. I was just in, I didn't play golf, but I went to Cabo last two weeks ago. My niece's 30th birthday, so the whole family went there. But I was on on the yacht, and I could see the golf courses on on the side yeah. though. But That would have been beautiful views. I think you know you're playing the golf course, looking out onto in, the Pacific, and I played Pebble Beach, and that's beautiful. Yeah. You know, looking out over the Pacific oceans is just, just a, such a beautiful uh, you know scenery for for golf. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I think you know. I think us as Black people have to understand and 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 know that you know this is this is a game that's that's open for us to you know to to learn It's something new for our for our community. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and and we need to take advantage of it. You know, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah.
2: We're, we're running to the end of the interview. I've got one more question, and then we'll close out. And we always give the mic to our guests to close out with. But the the, the typical golf question is, "What's in your bag?" Um.
0: So I have what Titleist um, is in my bag as far as my um, clubs, my wedges, my irons, uh, T100s, um, TSI driver. I'm not hitting the TSR yet, but the TSI is what I'm hitting right now. Uh, Titleist, so here's another great story. So Titleist was when my dad got the contract in New York in 61. Which means he was the golf professional at that course and the golf professional owned the golf shop to sell merchandise and so on and forth. No company would sell to him because he was black, except Titleist. Wow. The president of Titleist, Wally Uline, who was the president, he wasn't the president then, but he eventually became the president and CEO of of Tightless Golf. Right. And him and my dad were like this because he would own he was he would he would he was the only company that would sell to my dad in our shop, in his shop, so he can make a living for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, so, and Titleist has been a huge supporter of the Donovan family and they still support me with my equipment and so on and so forth. Nike is a big supporter of mine. I've been the longest running Nike ambassador in Georgia, so they provide me all my apparel, all my shoes, uh, gloves, hats, all that stuff. And then when they did clubs, I did clubs with them uh, also as well. But uh, Nike is a big supporter of us. Um, and with the you know, National Black Golf Hall of Fame, and I, I kind of hit on it a little mm-hmm. bit, but you know, again, National Black Golf Hall of Fame was founded in 1986 by my dad, Harold Dunham, and it was it was an idea of his because he knew, again, at that time there were no there was no black person, and I don't even think there was a person of color, you know, Hispanic or whatever, in the World Golf Hall of Fame at that time. Um, right now, there's only two: Charlie Sifford and Lee. El- uh, Charlie Sifford and, and uh, Tiger are the only two. Um, but my dad knew there were so many that had done so much, not only on the playing level, but just introducing junior golf grassroots programs and uh, golf courses and so on and so forth. So he came up with this concept of the National Black Golf Hall of Fame. And what we annually did, it. we started in, and had it in Greensboro, North Carolina. At that time, we were living in North Carolina. And my dad's family, my mom is from the Carolinas. And my dad also, his family from the Carolinas as well. So we had moved back to Carolinas at that time um we annually had this golf tournament and this induction dinner um uh, that we that we did every year and and you know like I said he passed in 2002 so I've been keep keeping that legacy alive obviously we've bounced around to we've you know since he passed it was always in Greensboro from 86 till about 2000 that 2002 when he passed I did it that last year when he passed there in Greensboro but then you know, just trying to expand it and change. So we, you know, moved around a little bit. So now we're hosting it here in Atlanta. Uh, This year, we're going to, last year you played, we just, we do an induction every other year. So last year was a non-induction year. This year is going to be September 16th through the 18th. Uh, and it's an induction year, so we're gonna induct uh, four individuals into the Hall of Fame. I can't tell you just yet who the four are because we haven't officially put it out there. So don't finished. tell them it's me. We, we, yeah,
2: we, <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep it on the low. Keep it on the low. So, um,
0: but yeah, so if everybody come on out and play, it's welcome. Everybody can play in the tournament. You can come sit at the banquet as we do the induction. Uh, but yeah, so that's you know that's where we're
2: at and for the golfers nice. listening you know we we all play in these tournaments and the ones with the best sign up prizes whatever whatever the hell they're called are the ones we remember let me tell you prizes something. door prizes yes the door mm-hmm. prizes give, let, me, the give let bags. me let me break down what we got from playing in this tournament and and for the golfers you're gonna be like I got to play you gotta play we got a deuce hat. It was Deuce, right? Deuce. Yep, yep. Deuce hat. Is Deuce black-owned?
0: Deuce is black-owned. Thought by they were.
2: Ty, Ty Love-A-Lot out of Orlando, Florida. Thought uh, they it's were. Deuce premium. We got a Deuce Ooh. hat. We got a, a Nike golf shirt, if I'm not mistaken. Nope. What, 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 you got a— um, No, a national black. In, well,
0: it was a national black golf Hall of Fame shirt, but yeah. it's a buddy of mine named um, Jerry Hammond, a black PGA professional. It's okay. His clothing line is called In the Number. Love it, uh, love Jerry it. Is out of, it, Jerry's out of Columbus, Ohio. And right. Had this vision to, um, to, to make this apparel golf line uh, in the number, meaning that, you know, everybody has a number and yeah. we're all to be counted on and counted in. Yeah. So it's in the number brand is, I'm is, glad. is that. But, so um, we got the but deuce Nike hat did in the number. Because you, you're getting
2: there. Yep. I'm, I, I, it was, <laughs> ain't I'm not going to remember everything. Yeah. Go ahead. It was a lot. I ain't going to remember everything. Yeah, yeah. Fill in the gaps. Deuce hat mm-hmm. in the number shirt, mm-hmm. branded for the National Black Golf Hall of Fame. Correct. We got a full pack of Pro V1s, mm-hmm. Ooh. Yep. full dozen. We got um Nike shoes with Nike, Nike shoes. shoes. And I'm talking brand about brand new out, brand the, new, box. out the box, pick your size. Mm-hmm. Nike shoes. We got something else too. A t-shirt. A t-shirt. Cool. I knew there was something else. A t-shirt. Because That's I I remember thinking, fashion. wow, this is incredible. Yep. I mean I am I remember. I was like, wow. I was like, what? <laughs> and, and then on the back end, the prizes you all gave out at the end were amazing. I think I walked away with either, it was maybe a $150 coupon to PGA, PGA Superstore Super mm-hmm. that, that bought my new bag. Like, mm-hmm. listen, the golfers out there, this, this if you get an opportunity to play in this tournament, take it. Black. Not only is it fun. We know how golf tournaments are. A lot of, don't come in there. Talking about you shot 23 under though. Mm-hmm. Fun. But the prizes were, I play. I play in them golf shoes every time I play right now. Mm-hmm. You can just and they got, you can just wipe them off. You can just wipe mm-hmm. them off. All right, I'm 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 sorry. I got too excited about it. I <laughs> truly do love golf as a sport. I truly <laughs> do. You could probably tell from this interview. Mm-hmm. Yes. Can I tell the audience, blackgolfhof.org? Absolutely. We're gonna get to
0: Blackgolfhof.org. If you want to go look at our website and sign up for the tournament, that's where you can do it.
2: Blackgolfhof.org. All right, so we are at the end of the episode. We always do this. Jeff, we give the mic to our guest to tell the listeners anything that's on your heart to tell them. But we always ask that you share any websites, any social media, any other engagement information. Share it again with them. Let them get in touch with
0: you. Yeah, well, I already said blackgolf.org is the National Black Golf Hall of yep. Fame uh, website. You can also find me at uh, First Team Metro Atlanta or John A. White Park Golf Course. .com is uh again the where I'm the general manager but you know again I want to thank both uh Darius and Art for having me on I think it's, this is an important show I'm glad I I'm glad we ran you know God puts people in Amen. places for a reason Amen. you know what I mean so um, this is one of those times where he did it again you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah. I, give, I give him all the blessing and all the glory because mm-hmm. you know he he you know he gave me a great life you know mm-hmm. I, at age five six seven i didn't know golf was going to be my life and i'm so glad it's, it, it has been you know my entire life so it's just puts me has always put me in the right places he's always put me in the right places and given me all the opportunity i need to to, to do what I believe he put me here to do, and that's to spread the gospel of golf and to spread the gospel of black golf and to spread the gospel of black
1: people. So Amen. I appreciate it. Art, yeah. right, brother, you got anything? I'm just excited that, you, that you're that doing what you do. And <laughs> I, I would say to, to all of our listeners, um, I get a, a tremendous amount of joy from golf. Who you? Tremendous. Fella, and I would encourage, if you haven't played or or you've thought about playing, to go out and play, like like go out and figure out the game of golf. Um, it, it is it's fun, and I and I think everybody can get a lot of a lot of gifts and benefits from from golf. Absolutely. So I leave them with that. The only thing I'm going to tell you is you have heard
2: us talk about this sport with love, but I want to be real clear. You got to give it a chance because when you first go out, oh. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. That ball is not going to move the way you think. My game is hard. (laughs) My game is hard. It is a hard, hard hard sport. You are going to miss the ball, but just try again. Yep. With that, peace. We out. We love you.
0: What's up, world? It's your boy, Big Court, from the Holding Court Podcast. If you're a fan of authentic interviews with legendary artists and notable people in the culture, subscribe to the Holding Court Podcast. See, we a show that cover artist interviews, hip-hop culture, lifestyle, and current topics. Huh. We got the D-Boys and the B-Boys. See, ACP is where the streets and black excellence meet. And is brought to you exclusively by the
1: Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip-hop, powered by creators.